You are listening to a podcast of Ice and Fire, episode 201 for the week of June 5th, 2016. Welcome back, listeners, to the longest-running podcast dedicated to the epic glory of George R.R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire, and sometimes Game of Thrones. As always, this is Amin, and this is Kyle. And it's just the two of us again for our uh, episode recap today, Amin. Uh, today we're talking about Season 6, Episode 7, The Broken Man. Lemon cake rating, let's do it. This one was a bit difficult for me to rate, but I'll probably just give it a kind of middle score, 3.5 out of 5, solid build-up episode. Yeah, I was. Uh, I thought it was kind of boring for the most part. It wasn't really bad, just boring. Um, yeah, build-up, I guess. So, uh, I don't know, a 2.75 maybe? <laughs> Not right in there, so, there are some exciting parts in there that are worth uh, talking about, but yeah, yeah. And let's kick off right yeah. with it. I mean, first thing we get is a, a man with a limp coming on the screen, and boom, the hound is back. Yeah, they gave him a lot of screen time, a lot of build-up. This was a big reveal that they did with that pre-credits scene. Yeah, did they don't usually do pre-credits stuff? They go right into the credits. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. So that was a big thing. They were there. Ian McShane was there, um, and he was the uh, um, shoot. I forgot his name in the book. Remind me here. Was it Sept- Septon Maribald? Maybe Septon Maribald. There's yeah. her. It's okay. Yeah. Um, so he, he was there shorter than I thought. He, so he just showed up for the one <laughs> episode, and then he was killed off. But I yeah. guess set up everything. Yeah, I knew he was going to die because he had s- said or oh. it had been reported that he was only there for one episode. Okay. So. Um, if you pay it, to, if, if 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 you're the type of person that ke- keeps up on that news, then obviously that was kind of spoiled for you. Mm. Uh, so the Brotherhood without banners are now. <laughs> Evil. I mean, they they've never really <laughs> been the nicest of the nice. No, they've been assholes before, but they didn't slaughtered women and children. I don't know if it was it was their children there, but they didn't slaughter like villagers. Oh, there were kids yeah. there too. Yeah. De- most definitely. They're like super fanatics here. Like, they, I mean, there's two interpretations from this. One is like they're just going with them being really fanatic against other religions. And then the second interpretation, I don't know if the show is going with that, but it could be that Lady Caitlin is leading them now and she doesn't care anymore about anything. So it's tying into the whole like Lady Stoneheart is there. Yeah. It could be a lot of that, or it could just be three dudes from the Brotherhood Without Banners are just assholes and went off and... The three of them killed all those guys? It seems like they probably brought some backup this time to... to... Really? You think there was, there was backup? Yeah, I think if they were going to kill them, they could have just... Well, if they were going to fight, why didn't they do it right then? They came back later and then killed this many people? I think, like... They were in for the Hound to not be there. Because they've hung out with the Hound before, yeah. you know? I feel like they went... Well, maybe that, that explains a little bit more, but it seems like the, the show is not is not hesitant about making them just like a bunch of them purely evil, basically. Basically, the people they were fighting in the books. Yeah, I guess I, um, <laughs> I, guess I really didn't... I just assumed it was those guys again, because mm. it's not like any of them would have put up a fight. And specifically, Ian McShane said he wasn't going to fight. He wasn't going to fight, yeah. Yeah. No, but some of them would have got away. If you three people come, so like, you think there'd be like a few survivors. Well, well a lot of them were, were full of arrows, so maybe they took so out a bunch of them. So three and, of them and, shot and, down like 30 people? No, they, they brought back. They brought back up. <laughs> they're not Ramsey Bolton, okay? If they're Ramsey Bolton, they can take down all those people. I just need two, three good men. <laughs> yeah, three good men. <laughs> so this is kind of, this is depressing. 
Yeah. Because here we are, the hound, oh, okay, um, he's sort of put aside that evil past and he's going to kind of be redeemed and sort of change and he's there for like a few days and all of a sudden everybody knows gets murdered and he's going to go yeah. kill people again. Like, this is awful. It, uh, Stefan was actually pointing from Boiled Leather was pointing out uh, that it is kind of contrary. Like, they're basically saying like, yeah, violence is a problem but pacifism is worse. You should fight. That's the message that's basically yeah, coming out of it. sure seems like it. The hound coming here and going for revenge might be more consistent with just being three of them because he could take out three guys, but he's not going to take out like 20 guys. So I guess that <laughs> makes consistent. He chases down those three and kills them. Yeah, I don't... I really don't know. Are they, is he going to start killing them and they're going to be like, oh, he's really good at fighting. Maybe we should call him to King's Landing for our trial by combat. Mm-hmm. What's, uh... he's, well, because of this experience... We're trying to think, how did this experience lead him to go to King's Landing? Well, he's has a better... Uh, tolerance toward the faith now than he did before maybe he'd be willing to and then he'll hear he'll hear about his brother being alive so that'll maybe inspire him to go back sort of alive yeah um <laughs> Undead. so so uh did you catch ian mcshane's character's name i watch it with closed captions over at after buzz and usually it says like the person that's talking mm. and it said ray that sounds familiar ray sounds familiar <laughs> so i don't maybe i was watching with captions or, or whatever but yeah, I was like, Ray, okay. Well, yeah. He told them the gods aren't done with you yet. Leads me to think that maybe uh, Clegane Ball won't really happen. Where, yeah, uh, I think it has to. I mean, what else is he going to do out there after killing those Brotherhood guys? I, like, I don't know if I really want to see Clegane Ball. Uh, I don't know. I just don't see that being a very good fight, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how do you actually kill that that's already undead? As a book reader, of course, we're a, we're a book-based podcast here. Is this a spoiler? In the sense, it confirms the Hound being alive, but it's one of those ones where we, well, yes, we knew by, for, by the theory. It was one of those few th- ones that I actually I got right off my first read, too, when I was reading Feast for Crows. I was like, oh, this is the Hound. There's so much setup. for But it. is it a spoiler in him in the fact that he will come back and still be doing stuff in the book? Maybe. It was completely legitimate ex- interpretation that, you, that he was, yeah, he's alive, but he's just going to live out his time there so that could be a spoiler in that way if, if the books actually have Clegane Bowl or some activity for him after because Martin could have just showed oh he's alive and that's it and just left him there yeah exactly yeah <laughs> which is kind of what I always imagined would happen personally mm. yeah, but with his brother still being around it seems to me that it's only the amount of time before he gets pulled back in the story he's just, yeah, but, he has that connection but no I don't think that at all because <clears throat> George R. R. Martin sets up so many like convenient stories like that like oh i will see you again before i die and then somebody dies they never see the person george has that littered throughout the book so the fact that sandor always says like oh i want to be the one to kill my brother like it doesn't mean shit to me well and this, his brother dying is part of the reason why the hound persona died i think like he was like he wanted to do this then he found out that his brother died but his brother's back now so like i think like rekindles that interest okay so you think yeah. it gives him kind of like a purpose particularly in the show now that all his friends are dead so i guess yeah. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. Um, shoot, I had a question for you, Mean, and now I cannot remember what it is. Is it hound-related, or is it... Um... Um, no, you know, actually, it wasn't a question. It was an, uh, I noticed today some, some article, I don't know if it was BuzzFeed or some bullshit on my f- feed, said, Game of Thrones is getting... Their, t- their twists are getting too predictable. And all I could think of was, yeah, because they're just pl- they're just catering to the uh, to a show audience now, mm. whereas like 
that was so much fun in the books because George never catered to like readers. He's just kind of like, oh, this is what you think's going to happen? All right, well, then that's never going to happen. And I feel like the show is like, oh, now that we're past the books, we can give the audience what they really want, which is all these meetings and, and Stark children meeting each other and, 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 and Cold Hands being Benjen and the Hound is going to fight Clegane. And I'm like, I, I don't feel like any of this is actually going to happen in the books or a lot of those things so like i saw this article and i was like oh yeah of course they are because they're just they're writing a show now instead of going <laughs> off of the books <laughs> that for Arya's aria scene at the end the cliffhanger that's not really a cliffhanger like Arya's not gonna die from that even though it looks really brutal yeah. the stab that she got there although some people i mean like do believe that i was arguing people today they're like oh Arya's dying i'm like trust me She's not dying, at least not this episode, not the next. Now, maybe the season, I doubt it. She, she could die at some point, yes. But they're not going to kill her off at the start of the next episode. That's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> Do you believe the... Th- have you heard the theory that they're, that the showrunners are trying to make Arya the new Lady Stoneheart? Hmm. I actually thought that some sort of magic might be involved, maybe R'hllor again, because she's going to need something to help her. But yeah, something's going to keep her around anyway. She could also just be straight up healed. But she's going to need something because it was a deep puncture wound. Like, that was brutal, the, the stab wounds there. Yeah, that was pretty nasty. How did she not see that coming? Oh, here's a random old lady. Yeah, she was out. just kind of like strutting along like, oh, I own this place. It's like, well, no, this is the fa- if anybody, the faceless men own this place because they can do whatever they want. <laughs> Here comes this old lady I've never seen in this city before who uh, who is the same exact height as the waif and is smiling at me for no reason when nobody else in town ever pays attention to me. So uh, yeah. <laughs> They needed to up the tension there, but we'll, we'll see. Uh, I don't think she would become undead and be brought back, but whatever the case is, she's not going to just disappear after the next episode. She's still got a purpose, even in I, the show. I honestly think she's <clears throat> that Jacken is going to have something to do with her surviving this. Hmm. Um, she beats the waif, and then Jacken's like, well... Uh, I, I don't even know. I feel like Jacken may... Come may change his mind in some way, or or some or she goes to him and convinces him to help her somehow. Not really the merciful type. Well, I know, but I I, he gets a purpose out of it. Maybe like a. I I don't know how what her argument would be, but I feel like (laughs) Jacken is going to be responsible for saving her life. I don't I don't know how. Yeah. I'm just just my prediction. The reason why that could work is because I felt like she broke with them still a little early. So I, I always thought that she would at least get the ability to change faces on her own before breaking with them. So is she going <laughs> to get taken back again? Well, we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. How did she, she got a lot of money. Where'd she get all that money from? <laughs> She's good at stealing. No. That's true. That's true. Yeah, she was like a boss there, though, getting the, the books time. She just needed to stay more undercover. Yeah, so that. she's going to be heading back for Westeros if she survives. Like, to be honest, she should have just... Well, I guess it's, it's tricky. Get Take whatever ship is leaving. It doesn't matter if you're going to Westeros. Just get out of that city <laughs> and then switch just, elsewhere. Just get out of there. What, what, she also has to, like... It's it's cool that she changed it up, like, the, what time they're leaving, because I feel like that's a way of kind of keeping the waif off the boat, because she knows that the waif or Jacken could just kind of, like, sneak onto the boat as somebody. Ah. But if it's leaving at an unpredictable time... Yeah. Maybe maybe they won't know about it or something. Um, so that I guess we kind of covered her Arya in this episode, but yeah, she's not gonna, she's not done in the storyline as of next episode. She's oh, still got a yeah. purpose to play. So we do learn in this scene that uh, in the scene before with Yara and Theon that they are that they are in Slaver's Bay. 
Are they that, are they that far? I thought they were just out of Atlantis. But no, the dude yeah. the dude that Arya gives the money to says oh, it. the Iron Fleet is in Slavery. That area, Bay. yeah. We know they're heading that way. They're heading to Danny, is the key. So yeah, we have this scene where Yara gives Theon a lot of tough love, and uh, I like this scene. This is something that we needed at we we needed at some point somebody to kind of just say, "Hey, Theon, snap out of it." Yeah, but it, it's not like he had a bad dream. He had like the worst torture ever imagined. <laughs> yes. You got to be a little bit more understanding about that, I think. No, Ironborn are not understanding. <laughs> no, she yeah. does understand, and she says it. She goes, she "I'm does not care gonna... for her brother." Yeah, she yeah. says, "I'm not gonna, um, I'm not gonna make fun of that." She's she mentioned something about being in a brothel and yeah. like him looking and stuff like that, and she goes, "Okay, I'm not gonna joke about, uh, that. about that with you." Yeah. So. um you know she cares, but it's it's a tough love on the Iron Islands. This isn't all sh- sugar and rainbows, you know. Yeah. It's like um, they do care for each other, and she's trying to like in yeah. the end run, she's going to protect them. Now they're heading to toward Danny, which seems like a good idea actually. Because so yeah, their plan is to go over and get to Daener- Daenerys before uh, Euron gets there, which should be really easy because he has no ships yet. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <but> <laughs> he's building a thousand ships right now. So when the episode opened and. Uh, and Ray and the Hound were building something. I'm like, oh, they're building ships. Yeah, I Here's the Iron that for a second, too, like, when oh, I saw, hey, no. saw them chopping wood. Then I saw, no, it's not really set up for a ship. Um, and we know, and we found out uh, uh, Yara. Yara likes the uh, the ladies with the nice ass, is what we found out as well. That was, uh, I mean, it was fine. It was, it, 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 it doesn't really mean anything, one thing or another. Some, I think Stefan was a little bit, uh, he's like, oh, this is like a stereotype that every badass woman would be bisexual lesbian but uh, i don't care like that that's asha on the show she's interested in women yeah i don't know she seemed kind of very uh over into me like i don't, mm. I don't care where you are as long as it's fun yeah <laughs> <laughs> um she wasn't shown to have a, a male love interest either so she could be whatever orientation they want her so uh let's head over to king's landing where uh the high sparrow asks marjorie why uh she's not having uh, sexy times with the king. Why? Aren't, why isn't an heir coming here? And he's like, it doesn't matter about you. You don't need to be desired. You just need to be patient. It's like, whoa, man! Like we didn't know you were a jerk already. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, different views back then. It's, yeah, exactly. That, that that fits right into the what he would believe, right? Like the patriarchy of the yeah seven. But Marjorie was in. I mean, we we kind of had this debate earlier about whether she fully believed it or not. I didn't think she did, and that seems to be the case. She's undercover still right now. Yeah, she ends up giving the uh, drawing of the rose to um, to Oleana. Yeah. Sort of the sort of the I know I know I'm still a Tyrell. <laughs> don't worry. It's a perfect just way of expressing it too. That was the, don't need words. Just show the symbol and and she'll get it. Get out of town because there's no point in her putting her in danger right now. Yeah. The uh, well, the High Sparrow kind of showed his hand there. Yeah. He was like he started mentioning Oleana, and Marjorie was like, "Oh shit," you know, fuck. And I'm wondering, I'm wondering if that is indeed the High Sparrow just believes her so much um, that he revealed that, mm. like, like you know, like a villain's monologue <laughs> before, yeah. before. Or, or trying to make it, use of her to 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 actually convert her. Although I don't think he, I think he gave up on that probably. Or did he mention Oleana because he knew Marjorie? Does he still not completely trust Marjorie, and he knows part of his plan is to get Oleana out of town, like? Mm. Is he that? Is he that smart? Is that part of the plan, or does he fully trust Marjorie? Good question. I mean, uh, I mean, it worked out for both of them. I think he'd be happy that she left. At least she's not there to get involved, interfere. 
Yeah, but by doing that, he gets rid of a uh, a, str- a, sm- a clever opponent. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I, I, that's still all kind of a muddled, like, nobody really... They haven't given up us enough information, I feel like. Oh. Well, he always, like, the Sparrow always seems to be like, he just pops up, he's like, I know this. He's always, like, a step ahead of people. Yeah. But he's not always going to be right. Like, you think he could be beaten sometimes, and she's yeah. she's so undercover that that's why she was like, oh, I don't have the desire to do this anymore. That's part of her game, I think. Yeah. That's just like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't like how all this Marjorie and High Sparrow stuff is being written because, like I just said, I feel like they're, they're not giving us enough where we can figure things out. They're sort of just writing it so in the dark that we're just, you know, making guesses and we have nothing to go on. Like, a good, a good mystery in a show, like, they give us enough breadcrumbs where we can, like, piece it together. It's slightly difficult, but this is just like, who the hell knows what's happening? That's yeah, like, like Kevin's uh, switch was like pretty unpredictable when Kevin was like, oh, maybe he switched after what happened. He's like, okay, I might as well switch. Wait, Kevin switch? What are you Yeah, talking? like when Kevin was like kind of like going against Jamie and everybody and like he's like, what? He's like switched over to the Sparrow side now. But I mean, that was after they failed at the, the Sept up there. So maybe he just switched at that point. He's like, never mind. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, he... He kind of before he kind of just agreed to stay out of the way and let Jamie go up there. So maybe after he saw Jamie failed, he's like, "Oh, okay, there's no point in sticking with this. I'm going to switch hmm. sides again." It's building up to a climax. I mean, Cersei is there. She has that interaction with with the Queen of Thorns, which was which is you know good. They had that. She had the barbs in against Cersei, but like her trial hasn't even started yet. So it's all going to like come together in three episodes. <laughs> it's gonna next episode probably gets set up. So Oleana is not going to help Cersei at all. I like the line where she says, um, uh, Oleana says to Cersei, she says, you've lost. It's the only joy I can find in this mess. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Cersei comes to her. We got to work together. And Oleana's like, fuck you. I'm out. So yeah. hopefully this isn't the last we see of her, though. Diana Rigg is, is fantastic. Yeah. So moving on, we had uh, John and Sansa are teleporting all over the north. Um trying to uh, collect their army. So their first stop is the Wildlings, where with the support of 1-1, one, one, uh, he gets about 2,000 Wildlings on his side. Because 1-1's a super delegate. So. <laughs> the super delegate. <laughs> the giant delegate. I know. Well, we used that, that joke a- before, but it actually fits this time. So. But the, the argument there made sense. No one else is going to tolerate you up here. So exactly. They're going to kill you off. You might as well fight. That yeah. made sense. He's like, if you don't fight for me, yeah, you're all dead anyway. Okay. So I'm, I'm the only way that you guys are not going to get harassed and die up here. Yeah. Then they go to uh, the Mormonts, where we uh, meet Lady Liana Mormont, mm. who stole the show for me. Yeah. She was great in this episode. That was some good child acting there. <laughs> she was awesome. I loved it. Um but uh, I'm kind. Of, I'm a little like, whoa, Davos. Uh, just he was like, yo, the dead are coming. Yeah, <laughs> and they were like, like, okay. They were like, oh, you're right. <laughs> they didn't even like challenge it. I mean, it, it, they're Northerners, so they're more likely to accept it. But the argument itself is correct. Just like it's surprising that they accepted it. It's yeah. it's, it's more likely you'd give the right argument and they still wouldn't believe it. So, like, yes, they, if, they, if they're going to fight the Boltons, they might as well deal with them now. Because they're not going to be able to make a peace with them and then fight the others. That's not going to really work with the Boltons. Yeah. So you might as well beat them now as quickly as possible and then focus everything on the wall. So um, did John have Longclaw on him at this point? 
Huh. That would be that would have been a maybe a good show though. Maybe maybe not. Maybe she would have been pissed that he had the sword. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I'm like, I guess he probably didn't take it into the room. Um because then they like, would have they would have been like, "Why do you have our swords?" Yeah. It would show <laughs> that he uh he had the trust of Mormon, but on the other hand, it'd be like, "Hey, can we have that back now?" Like <laughs> this is our family sword and Well, maybe they didn't recognize it because it has a different pummel, right? Oh, he didn't like... he, I mean even if he had it, he didn't brandish it so they would see it. They weren't paying it. Yeah, but the pummel's out. The uh it's always that part's visible. Uh, but anywho, uh, nit- nitpicking here. Yeah. Um, so they have sixty-two men. Yeah. <laughs> uh, frankly, they don't. They don't have that many more in the books either. I mean, they, they probably have more than that, but like they've lost a lot of people. And oh, that's crazy. Sixty-two. So then they head over to the Glovers, and I like this because I felt like a lot of lords would have been like, "Wait, who's in this army? Wildlings? Yeah, no, nope, yeah. nope, 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 nope." Um, yeah, I mean, like that's it is more believable that they, they pair with Stannis in the books. He doesn't actually take the wildlings with him when he goes down there. He just has his own men, and so I mean, and he has in a better state too. So that's why they all they all join with him. But right now they have a ragtag army of wildlings and sixty-two. Um, <laughs> they didn't count their women. They should have. Been, they probably have another like have a bunch of bears they could throw. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, they do mention that the Hornwoods and the Mazins are going to be helping them, have joined mm. the Stark. Who are the Mazins? I don't know. Let's look them up. They I don't know. Exist. Let's, let's see. Uh, Wiki of Ice and Fire. Here we go. It says, Glover, Mormont, Serwin, Mazin, Hornwood, two dozen more. Together they equal all the others. We can start small and build. Um, Samuel Tarley mentioned them in Season 5. There's no mention of a house Mazin in the novels. Mm. The show itself makes a joke about this when Jon Snow remarks in Sons of the Harpy that he has never even heard of these people. <laughs> <laughs> so just as ha- – let me, let me read all of this here. Just as the house Caulfield mentioned in the same scene is an inside reference to producer Bernadette Caulfield, mm-hmm. the name Mazin is a reference to Craig Mazin, a friend of showrunners David Benioff and D.V. Weiss, uh, who – gave them advice upon seeing the pilot episode and led them to refilm it. Uh, in Sons of the Harpy, the on-screen subtitles misspelled the name of Mazin. Brian Cogman later confirmed that the correct spelling in the script is Mazin, the door. Okay. Um, so, yeah, Mazin is a friend of Benioff and Weiss. There we I go. would have expected that, to be honest, like that kind of reference. I was going to suggest that. So, there you go. Well, They're going to make up the house. So, uh, we head to a camp, which used to be uh, where Stannis put his camp. Um which seems like Davos would have nightmares about being back there. But uh, there's fighting. There's infighting at the camp. There's wildlings yeah. fighting with, with soldiers. And this is kind of to be expected, you know? Yeah. So anyway, Sansa sees that this is not going so well and starts writing a letter, which I can only assume is to Littlefinger. Yeah. Is there any other possibility of who that letter could be to? Well, if it, any other possibility, remember the blackfish is. Well, he, well, this is also this this whole these old scenes are also kind of confirmation that Brienne is indeed yeah. not with with not with, with them, them yeah. and is most likely on her way down to River Run. Yeah. So the, yeah, yes, possible that it, that she could message Blackfish, but really, one hundred percent, Littlefinger is who she contacted. He's the one who has forces nearby, and she's hesitant to use them, but now has no choice. But it's going to be weird because Brienne has to go through in order to get to River Run. So you think she'd walk through and be like, "Oh, Littlefinger's still hanging out here with all his dudes." Well, depending on the timing, they might be moving by by that point. Like we don't know where, we don't know where she is right now. 
That's true. Well, they, they, they got to Bear Island pretty quickly. So <laughs> Yeah, exactly. They are all over. Yeah, the these place. shots are like different time periods though, right? It's just like this and then later like Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, it's supposed to be, but how much? Like yeah. Jesus. Um I just want them to get to Manderley. I want to see Lord Manderley. Yeah. <laughs> but they're not like they're they're going right to battle now. Like that's the plan. So John is saying we're just gonna go now. Which is so crazy like that what john i thought no, you were no, good at this no, stuff well, if, it, if he was informed that they had an aaron army down there that's different they could yeah but even that like he can't he's gonna be like we gotta come up with uh you know we gotta think of a better plan we gotta think of something yeah i mean we got one giant right i haven't seen ghosts in a while so i don't know the right know. use of terrain they could win uh, like two to one odds but remember the boltons seem to have like a shitload of heavy horse like yeah. we saw that come out. Hey, you That's know what? Yeah. Tear through. Well, where's Melisandre? Uh, good question. They, she did ride off with them, didn't they? Right. I, I think so. She was she was coming along. So where is she? I mean, she's not exactly the person you want to kind of like brand all over the place. They're getting help. Be like, oh, by the way, we have a red priestess standing here. So they would have yeah. kept her away during the conversations. But is she actually? Yeah, that's I. She's sticking with John though. John and John's her man now, so she's not gonna like leave him permanently. She might go. Oh no, that but that army needs two beautiful redheads. So <laughs> they're saying John always has to be kept. In... Oh, I'm sorry, three beautiful redheads. Yeah. We have Tormund as well. Oh, that's you know, but the, uh, he always needs a redhead to to say you know nothing or keep him knowing nothing. He doesn't, <laughs> doesn't, doesn't know about uh, exactly that. But what's gonna happen in that letter then? She's gonna send it to Littlefinger. He's gonna give the okay. They're gonna like chart. Like what, they're actually going to attack Mokalen, move north. Wait, attack Mokalen? No, they're going to move up from Mokalen to Winterfell. No, did he did, did he meant that they took over Mokalen? Is that I what you're saying? I, yeah, I, 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 I thought so. he he was camped south of Mokalen. Oh, I think he was at Mokalen. If he'd, he'd actually taken Mokalen, that's great. All they have to do is just march straight up. Then. Yeah, that's what I assumed. Good. So we'll find out. Because I honestly don't think after Ramsay took Mokalen from those those sick Ironborn, I, I feel like they didn't really. They probably have a very small force. I think Roos would have been pretty careful about garrisoning it, but... You think so? Yeah, like, I mean, he, he, they already he... just realized how dangerous it is to lose it. They would have put a good garrison there. But that being said, like, they, the Vale is a large army, and they must have some ships. If they can just land around it, hit it from both directions. Who's guarding Moat Kalen at the beginning of the books? At the beginning of the books, they leave a force there. Ned, uh... Well, Ned says that you should reinforce it. They do. They they leave a force there of archers and men. Uh, Rob does as they march south, but then they get them. No, no, I'm talking about in the very beginning, like page one of a Game of Thrones. Who is chilling oh, at? There's like nobody there. Okay, Lynn. Yeah, there's, boom. There you go. There's nobody there. <laughs> That's what I, was I know, about. but we just had like years of war, and it's yeah, not over okay. yet. And they have a peace with the Lannisters. No, they so don't. They, remember, they're, they're worried about the Lannisters. They're, they're, they're no, worried. No, Roos is worried about of doing something bad and pissing off the Lannisters, but he's not afraid of just like the Lannisters going. You know what? Uh, it's a Tuesday. I think I'm going to go kill the Boltons. Like, no, I, I, I think that they had a force there, but you could just say like when Ramsay took over, he probably like got lazy and pulled him back or something. He's just like return. Yeah, Ramsey that, is that explains dead. it as well because Roos is dead, so it doesn't matter. He's dead. More than twenty men, Ramsey doesn't know how to control him. So. Yeah. So moving on, last thing uh, we head to River Run, where we jump back to a feast for crows for a little bit here. But uh, Bronn made the journey. 
uh, with Jamie, and I feel a little sad for Bronn here because Jamie's all like, "Oh, you'll be the hand that I lost," and Bronn's like, "You promised me a castle, a lordship, and a baby," <laughs> <laughs> which makes me think that Bronn is not long for well, this. He meant, he meant a wife to get a baby, but yeah, basically to, yeah. to, to start his line of Bronn. Okay, so the, uh, this makes me a little afraid for Bronn because uh, he kind of had this nice little moment that makes me think that he's not going to survive all this. Um, hmm. Did you did you get that impression? I don't as well? think they're going to have a fight there. I mean, I think it's going to just be like they're well, going to. I'm not. I'm not saying there necessarily. There, but, but in the just... long run, even this season, you think he might die within the season? I don't know. If Jamie gets captured, if there is a lady Stoneheart, well, Bronn's probably going to get captured as well. The question is when when are they going to get away to get captured? But maybe the same thing will happen. Hmm. <laughs> um, so uh, we have the uh, um, we have Lothor and Walder getting their bluff called by the blackfish. And I got to say, I've hated the blackfish in the show, but uh, I kind of liked him in this episode. His, his douchiness was, was finally <laughs> uh, warranted, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Did um, you like the speech and the interaction then? Uh, yeah. Th- this was one of my favorite, mo- actually, my favorite moments from the book. Hmm. And so uh, it didn't quite live up to how I remember it. Because uh, in the book, he's very much like, Every everything a single thing Jamie says, he's like, I I can't believe you. You killed your king. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie's just getting so frustrated. Yeah. And he and he does say that once, but um yeah, it was an alright scene. It was okay. I didn't yeah. I didn't dislike it. It just uh wasn't gonna live up to what I had in my head from the books. Hmm. Yeah. What'd you think about this scene? Oh, it was good. It was a good setup, but uh, it just seems like it's following exactly from the books and it'll probably be resolved the same way and that's fine. They don't think they want to have a big battle at River Run. Yeah, and it seemed to take uh, take dialogue right from the books. Like, oh, are you here to fulfill? Uh, are you here to uh, wait? What did he say? Give yeah, give Sansa and Arya oh, back, or do you want to yes. get back to sell them? Here to fulfill your brand? <laughs> no. Okay, you want to resume your captivity? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. Man, and Blackfish. As long as I'm standing, the war is not over. Um, I like it. I, I'm so. Yeah, what's is it going to happen where Jamie? Just takes River Run again, and then the Blackfish gets away, and seems like that's probably the way it's going to go. Then I don't think they're going to have a fight there. It would be surprising they actually have a battle, so they'll just he'll send in Edmir with threats, and Edmir will surrender the castle. So if if Brienne's on her way down there, is she going to make it to them during this? Yeah, I mean, are we? So we're if we're assuming this, the the whole Stoneheart thing happens, Stoneheart will be revealed. We'll capture Brienne, and then Brienne will come and lure Jamie away. Okay, so you don't think Jamie's going to... I mean, you don't think Brienne's going to come here to the siege? If she's going to see Stoneheart, then that's going to be the case. Otherwise, like, let's say there's no Stoneheart at all. Okay, because you just said yes to me, and now you're saying no. So no, we, I'm saying okay, like, so, let the, we have to assume if, if, if there is a Stoneheart, then she's going to go straight to Stoneheart. That's what I think. Okay, so Brienne's not coming to River Run during this No, siege. I don't think so. Okay, okay. That's what the, I don't think that would be the case, but... If there's no Stoneheart, then she's going to see Jamie. So. Do you watch the uh, next week on at the end of the episode? I do sometimes. I didn't do it this time. Is there like, is she showing oh, okay. up at River on then, like in the next week? Or uh, I don't know. I don't want to say. I don't want to spoil anything. I for don't you. care. We can go into. You it. don't care? Okay. I think they show her at River Run. Okay. So, so <laughs> next episode, she's going to show up at River Run. 
Yeah. That could be, I mean, it could mean there's no Caitlyn. I mean, unless they like, break up and then she sees Caitlyn and then she comes back. I mean, it looked like she was at River Run. You know, they're very rapid fire. So maybe I missed where she was, but it looked okay. like she was at River Run. Castle. But, but I'm just so confused. Like, if she goes there to chew with the Blackfish, it's not like she's just going to be able to, like, hey, Jamie, uh, I know you kind of like me and stuff. Can you just let me in there to talk to him so that, and then, <laughs> and then can you let me take him and his forces and just walk through your siege and head up to the north? Because uh, that's what we, we need to do up there. Like I don't, I don't get. Jamie might let her happen. go in to talk. I mean, he might try anything in terms of negotiation. Then maybe she convinces him to like come north. No way, he'd never be able to let her in with talk with all with all the phrase there and everything. Mm. Like, oh, phrase don't do anything. Jamie kicked her ass. <laughs> <laughs> like, shut up, phrase and yep. So we'll see. We'll see how they do it. But she's got to like. I mean, Blackfish has got to, has to get the idea to head up north if he's going to escape the same way. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't know what um, I said this last night on on uh, After Buzz, but it was good enough. I got to repeat it. I just don't know what Brienne's gonna do when uh, she sees Jamie, but all she can think about is Tormund. <laughs> and here, here's the other thing. I mean, we, we keep saying Blackfish is gonna get away. He doesn't have to. He could be killed. They, they could just kill him off if they want to. They can change things in that sense. So if yeah. they don't want to deal with him again later, they could just kill him off. God, I want to know what's ha- going to happen to him in the books. Uh, <laughs> all right, and that uh, that is about everything. Was there? What was your, pet peeve? Uh, was your no, pet peeve of the episode? I didn't really have a pet peeve. Now that I think of it, okay, nothing comes up to me straight up. So, I mentioned Stefan's pet peeves. I guess I already did. So those are the one, the issues that he had. Which ones but, did he have again? This is like the the how the message of violence is kind of like. I mean, he's basically saying no violence is still. You still want to prefer violence because you'll just die. <laughs> that, that was the message, kind of. No, or just the Arya. Uh, yeah, no, Arya is not actually going to die. Like Arya cliffhanger was like so set up that she's going to die, but no, she's not. She's not going to die, or that she won't stay dead. Don't don't even bother. But people did take it. People believed it, and I had to argue about it today. So, hmm. yeah. What I I think it's going to be funny when uh, Yara and Theon show up at Daenerys, and they're going to be like, "All right, we got ships," and Dario's going to be like, "You got a thousand ships," and they're going to be like. Oh, we got 40 ships. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but it, it makes sense at this point that people will be going over to pledge to Danny. There's no Quentin, none of that going on, but like she's a force now, and people in Westeros who want a different ruler or different, like somebody to follow would show up and pledge to her, so why not a bunch of Ironborn show up? Danny's end goal is to get total amount of ships, so even if she prefers them, if somebody, if Euron shows up with a thousand ships... She might have to just bite the bullet and go with him. Oh, man, we will find out. We will find out. There's nothing essential about Euron. If he shows up with a thousand ships and then Drogon eats Euron, well, then that's it. Then they just take the thousand ships. Like, the, the next in line is not going to... They don't. She doesn't need to pair with him. Hmm. I guess the difference is Euron wants to be king with her as his queen, and Yara and Theon just want to ally with her um, so that they can... She can take the Seven Kingdoms, or she can take Westeros, and they can get the Iron Islands back. You know. Yeah, I don't know if she's in the mood to to, to get married. It's, yeah. It seems like a very like Ned Stark helped Robert fight the war that won him the throne, but um, he didn't want to rule. Like, it seems like Yara and uh, Yara just wants help. She can get her kingdom, and yeah. Daenerys, and Daenerys can get the get the get the throne we, we, I think we had joked about Yara pairing with Danny. actually that's actually a possibility now <laughs> so oh man <laughs> bring it on I'm down for that <laughs> nice maybe that was set up for that 
Awesome. That's why we had that scene to set up for that pair. Good. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode uh, review recap for season six, episode seven, The Broken Man. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at APOIAF. You can follow us on Facebook at a podcast device and fire. You can join the forums, join the discussion. There's always chats going on there. And uh, I guess we'll see you next week. See you next time. And if you're going to Comic-Con, let us know. Like, we're going to have a meet-up again at some point during our time there, so... In a means hotel room. <laughs> I don't think that's going to work. I'm staying in a hostel, so there's not a lot of space. Well, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to go to a tequila bar again. That's where we always go. Let's just pause for a second here, though, because like, my audacity is kind of... Something happened to it, and I don't want it to crash. So just hold on a second. <laughs> God, maybe if I had a Mac, you wouldn't have these problems. No, I need a new computer is what I need, which I do actually have one coming. I just need to get it here. If I had a Mac, I wouldn't have this computer this long. I've had this computer for years and years. I have a Mac would be in the garbage by now. Uh, that's so false. <laughs> really? Yeah. That Mac's forever. De la tribu de Dana. Je suis devenu roi. Je suis le bon roi